Not, not the way it was supposed to go this way. <laughs> okay. We got ice cream, though. Mm -hmm. Hello, it's Deanne Munoz, and welcome back to another Unleash Your Sexy. We are officially in season two, episode two, and today's special guest is. Drumroll. Keiko Tamaki. Hi. Certified <laughs> hypnotist. My best friend in the world. Love of my life. Yeah. Hold on, I gotta fix your hair because I know once you see the video, you'll be like, you gotta fix my hair. Thank you. I, <laughs> I know I, I would be like that. for that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So everything went as planned. That's supposed to happen. I believe in the universe and life. So my original guest was unable to make it today. And Keiko Tamaki is definitely one of my team members here. And she knows me better than everybody. She's my best friend for... Honored to. 11, 12 years now? Yeah, yeah. it's a long time. So I asked her if she wanted to be my guest again on the show. And she said yes, and I'm thinking we're going to talk about some fun, dirty, crazy stories or something, and her being a hypnotherapist and me doing therapy with her, she challenged me <laughs> and invited me to be vulnerable, and she's going to ask me questions. Mm-hmm. And take Flip, me switching roles here. Yeah, and take me through wherever she needs to take me, and I'm willing to answer all the questions vulnerably, and let's do some healing work. Yes, yes. So this is going to be a, a definitely a, something more deep and serious side of the work we're doing here at Unleash Your Sexy, because honestly, it does come from within and within spirit, self confidence, love, and healing. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, thank you for always having me here and in your life. And it's such a blessing to know you and learn with you and grow with you. And so, um, yes, being with the way things work out in the universe and cancellations and setbacks, what do you always say? They're just opportunities and they're just a ways for detours that are supposed to happen in life, mm -hmm. right? That's it's, something. Yeah, it's, it's, it's meant to happen. Right. And so I feel like um, we're in a really sensitive time. We can feel the city. I mean, I'm just like, I feel it all over my body right now. The city is like, just like grieving right now. And, and we're just kind of really looking at each other as real people right now. And I think that that kind of ties into what I'm feeling this episode will be about. And I think it should be about you. And, um, <laughs> and... You know, when anything to do with vulnerability, I literally feel like a huge knot in my throat. And I literally feel like, like a sword going through my stomach because I'm, I'm, I don't choose to be vulnerable very often. Maybe it's like the slaying <clears throat> of the ego. <laughs> That's maybe a little bit of what it That's is. That's my best friend. She knows me. <laughs> Okay, it's going to go deep because she knows my bullshit. <laughs> yeah. But you know what, though? I think this is like, it's not so much about like, let's pry you open, yeah, Deanne. I think it's also about like, let's, let, let's allow people to understand you. Because whatever misunderstanding is out there, let's like squash that tonight. You know what I mean? Ooh, I got chills. Yeah. Squash that. Up. Let's just get, it, get rid of it. Let's pack it up, put it away. Because, you know, I'm sure everyone always wonders, like, who is Deanne? You know, she is famous. She's a celebrity. She's around wealth and rich people. And she's rich. And, you know, she's got all this, like, clout and fame and amazing things going on. She's a star. And she's in adult industry. And, but you see her friends and her family surrounding her. How do they deal with that? What's it like? What's it like to date you? You know, mm -hmm. and the thing is, is like as much as like you can have sex anywhere, anytime, or you're like the goddess of that and people see you as like the symbol, um, you're like one of the most romantic people I know, you know, and like so like 
appreciative of love and you're all about the love languages. You're, you're just, um, love is like your religion, I believe. It's yes. something that's very important to you and you're very family oriented. And so believe it or not, this is like your life, just regardless of all of this stuff that's happening, being in Hollywood, all of this. So I think we should talk about that. Okay. Yeah. I'm willing to go there. Okay. Should we start with a shot first? Oh my God, I can't feel it. <laughs> I'm going to down this bottle of tequila real quick. <laughs> so hopefully it'll be in a blackout. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Cheers to you. I love you part. so much. <laughs> I love you more. Cheers, Cheers to everybody choosing to be vulnerable and go places and that is scary. Yeah. Fucking do it. Being Let's who you are it. and you can have it all. Oh, chills going up my neck <laughs> as we speak. Okay. Oh. Like I've said, warm tequila is not the best. Yeah. Um, do you want to start with dating or do you want to start with family? Wherever you want to go. Okay. Whoever um, spirit wants to lead Keiko, I'm going to follow Let's start with dating life. So, so tell me about how you are as a person, a lover. Um, what are what is the kind of relationship that you want, and how do you view dating um, and romance and and sex? That was a lot of that's like ten questions. I know, I know, I know. I know. Just I guess okay. we'll just flow into it. How I view. I, I, I come from the adult industry, which is a sex-driven industry, and I feel I've been in the adult industry, you know, stripping since I was 21. My view, I feel, is a lot different than most people's. And because of my profession, I honestly view sex as merely an act of physical pleasure with someone. I mean, hopefully you're getting some fucking sexual pleasure out of it if you're Hopefully. sleeping with somebody right. you're not in love with. You know, right. that's the right. point. And then I also view love as love. And then there's a third category for Deanne. That's making love. Hmm. So there's sex, physical, there's love, and then there's making love. Mm. Like bringing the two together. Yes. And, and I explain it, and it, people might not understand it, maybe... I don't know if you have to be open, like in a different space of mind, but I honestly feel like for me, making love is spiritual, mm -hmm. right? And excuse me, <laughs> burp. excuse me. Um, but I also see it as honestly for me, the only time I'm ever completely. Are we okay? Okay. The only time I'm ever, ever completely, like, 100% vulnerable, like, every wall is down, is when I'm making love. Because mm. it's the only time I'm in the moment connecting with this person that I'm with. Like, eyes open, gazing into each other's eyes, and literally, like, I'm, like, crawling into their soul, and I'm also breathing in their soul mm -hmm. that... The energy is like literally like, and I'm talking about when I make love with people, like literally afterwards, and I feel like I'm a facilitator of being able to take someone even to levels that they have yet to be at because I'm so powerful mm -hmm. or I'm able to pull them literally into a whole completely realm, different realm and dimension where literally it's so mind blowing afterwards they even stop and they're like, yeah, did that just happen? Did you feel what I felt? And it was, we were in a whole entire, like, we became one and we were in this dimension that the whole world just stopped. And it was like complete silence. And a lot of people don't experience that. So I've had that happen so many times, you know, making love, but they're like, yeah, did you feel that? And I'm like, and I don't want to like toot my horn, but I'm like, that happens a lot for me with people I'm in love yeah, with. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. Like, you make love and there's people that get that special attention, but... Even even in just like casual scenarios, I, I 
as your best friend, I would hear stories about how yeah. these people, these people would experience like other dimensional levels of being mm-hmm. like intimate with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so, so when you have somebody that you're dating and with, or in a relationship with, how do you keep the two worlds separate? This is your work. This is your career. This is your profession. And then here is your relationship. How have you been able to manage this? Okay. I'll tell you what works. I'll tell yeah. you what doesn't work. What works is the person I'm dating and the person I'm, or if I'm in a relationship with, they're getting Deanne, like, walls down, vulnerable, like, completely enthralled in, in, in the thought of, like, oh, like, I, like, the connection of heart, spirit, and body. Mm-hmm. Because at work, all it is is body. Right. How do you make them feel safe? Because I, I guess what I'm trying to do right now is put myself in the position okay. of being with somebody that's in your line of work and that's as famous and wanted right. as you, I, I'm kind of like a jealous person, you know, like how are you going to make me feel safe? That's a really good question. <laughs> you know what? That's a good question. Like, did you like that? Was that no, person better than me? That's a good question you know? because I don't often think ever about the other person's feelings that I'm dating. Really? Never. Huh. <laughs> wow, that's I thought you were doing that this whole time because how were they able to That just kind of hit me right now. Like, what is it like to date me? Because yeah. in my head, I'm Deanne. Like, our dates are amazing. Our lovemaking is amazing. Like, I come home, I cook. Like, I take care of our family. Like, I don't see Kiara and I forget that. So you just told me right now how, like, I never thought of what they're feeling so no one's ever said anything about that, like vocalized. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, um, yeah, definitely. Yes. So what happens a lot of times is guys will hit me up and be like, oh, it's cured me. I want to go out with her. And literally they're like, oh, shit. Like, there's They're wit- excited and they're in it. And then when they're in it, they're like, what yes. do I do? Yeah. And then the minute they fall in love, that's when the problems happen. Yeah. Because then they're like, you did a new movie. I looked it up. I'm like, why would you do that? Because <laughs> again, I'm forgetting. I honestly forget my career a lot. Yeah. Like if I'm walking and see someone's like, here are me. I'm like, oh yeah, that's me. Because <laughs> I just, I'm just, so I'm, to me, I'm Deanne. Yeah. You know, and Kiara is a part of who I am as a yeah. being. Yeah. My sexual beingness, the goddess yeah. within me. But I'm not Kiara Mia 24 hours a day, so I forget that. But I, like, that's, that was a really good thing because I honestly never Thought think about, about how they handle it. You know, I have dated people in the past who are like, oh, like, you know, once they're falling in love, they're like, oh, you know, they'll have an issue with it. Yeah. <coughs> but, <coughs> yeah, I never thought about that. Yeah, I imagine that's, like, something that's difficult to navigate. I mean, they have like, feelings. ordinary people get shit from their significant others about, and that's like, just too revealing on Instagram or something like you know so I and then there's me like you're like you're everywhere and like people are having their fantasies about you you're like the most sought after looked up researched wow okay sexual fantasy of like go through men around the world and women so I'm gonna go through like the last serious couple people I've been with yeah Break it down for us. And my experience. I find that because the way I love is so intense and passionate Mm -hmm. that maybe, maybe that is the place where they don't doubt me mm-hmm. or they don't question me or they don't speak up too often 
because if they're with me, you know, let's just say 24-7, yeah. they're with Deanne, yeah. not Kiara Mia. Yeah. So there will be moments yeah. where they have to deal with the situation, and then we both get to talk about it, you know, work it out. But those moments are 10% from the 90% amazing moments that I honestly feel like dating me is easy. Yeah. Unless you're looking for like a monogamous, committed relationship with, you know, somebody who's ultra conservative. Yeah. You know, and maybe... Well, you're monogamous though. I am, correct. Yeah. But I think... But but you're, I, you're I, understanding. I see people as, I understand why people are like, well, you have sex for a living. Yeah. So I can understand where people say that's not monogamous. Okay. So I feel like somebody who's just very strict. What do you think it is? You feel like you're a monogamous person that has sex for a living. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you're really honest. So, so interesting to hear your standpoint because I can definitely agree that the people you're dating feel this way because just even being like one of your friends in your life, um, when I'm hanging out with you, I think we all f- don't see you in that way. And, right. and, and you're so loving and, and you're, you're just present and you give so much attention to, and you're so engaged that I don't think any of us have ever felt, you know, that that was taking over or that was in the way of connecting with you. Right. And you're so transparent, you know, I can say as I've been with you throughout your life you're like wow that was a really long day of like (laughs) filming and whatever and so you're so as a matter of fact about it that just being around you has and your frankness with it has allowed me to be just so comfortable with my own sexuality right you know you just don't really carry the shame and I think that ripples out there is no shame there is no shame yeah sex is great (laughs) (laughs) Sex is great. Sex is great and sex is beautiful. Yeah. There's so many different aspects of sex. Yeah. Yeah. And when we change our belief system from there's guilt behind it or there's shame or sex is bad or sex shouldn't be this, sex shouldn't be that, is truly empowering because we as women can actually say... I like this short mini skirt I'm wearing because I feel sexy. Yeah. Or, hey, I could be wearing his T-shirt and, you know, his sweats. And guess what? I still feel sexy. Mm-hmm. And that only comes when people change the belief system of their shame. This is shameful. Mm-hmm. This is the way women should act. This is the way how they should be. Women shouldn't, you know, dress half naked on the internet. Yeah. You shouldn't be doing this attention. Do this or that. Like, that's the old American patri- 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 patriarchal way of patriarchal thinking. Patriarchal way yeah. of thinking. Yeah. Like, yeah. We're, like was it, we're not in 1900s anymore. You completely, like, break put, the mold. Break <laughs> patriarchy completely because you're a boss woman. Like, oftentimes you make more than the people that you date and everything, you that's know? True. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I, I really believe, and I always speak about this all the time, is like, oh, you know what irks me? Oh, we'll get under my skin. There's like memes, right? Or maybe somebody might post something that says, oh, it'll be a photo of like a girl in college, you know, and, you know, with her little, you know, diploma. Yeah. And then next would it be like a picture of a stripper. Mm-hmm. And it'd be like, which one would you wife up? Yeah. And it just irks me, not in the fact of, I mean, people are judgmental. I'm Come on. I've yeah. heard everything in the world. That doesn't bother me. Yeah. What bothered me is how small-minded people are in this age, or just period, that people don't believe that they could have both in a woman. hmm Wow. You, Groundbreaking. Like, why does... <laughs> yeah. Like, like, you're living in this little box that you could only have one... Only one kind of girl exists. Right. No. How about a girl who's a boss... How about a girl who's an amazing wife and mother and a girl who's a fucking porn star in bed? It all exists. Why limit yourself to only one kind of girl? Right. Okay, so let's bring this topic now into the women out there or even men or the people in between 
who are stripping or sex workers or in the adult industry to any capacity, just anything that's like hyper-sexualized. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, the suffering that happens being in a relationship, being taken seriously, all of that. What's your advice? Like, how, how do you juggle, like, this is what I do for money and I also love you and I want to be in a real relationship with somebody. How do you get your person to understand and others that might be judging them, like, oh, your girl is whatever, you know. What's your advice? To me, today, Deanne, 43 years old, it's really easy. It's either take me as I am or fuck off. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I don't kiss no one's ass. I'm not going to settle for less. This is how I want to be treated, and I'm looking for love. This is how I'm going to get it. Period. You have a problem with it? That's not my problem. Like, I'm out the door. Because in my 20s, it wasn't like that. Like, you know, I was stripping in my 20s, and there was such a need to be loved, such a need to be validated, such a need to, like, well, no, I'm more than this. Like, please don't leave me. Like, it was so, like, okay, well, I have to put up with this person that I'm with. I have to be in this unhealthy relationship because he's the only one that wants to be with me, mm -hmm. that accepts me. And at the end of the day, and this isn't even really, this is for every woman. Because whether you're a sex worker, you could be a normal girl, you could be a fitness girl, you can be a model. Mm -hmm. You know, we have the biggest yeah. actresses and celebs in the world being cheated on publicly. Yeah. You know? Whew. And it's true. It, it doesn't, and it doesn't matter. And she keeps her clothes on. Yeah. Right. There's, she keeps her clothes there's on. no change in how. So where it stands is as women, when do women get the balls to send the fuck up and say, hey, I fucking deserve commitment. I deserve a relationship. Yeah. And I'm not settling for less. So owning what they do and saying this is who I am and just not accepting anything less than exactly. somebody. Yeah. Boundaries. Mm -hmm. There has to be boundaries. I find, so maybe, maybe, maybe in this adult industry, you know, it may be because it is more frowned upon by the whole society mm -hmm. that they felt, oh my God, I found a guy that will actually date me, that they will tolerate more because they don't want to be alone. Mm -hmm. And in my head, I'm the opposite. Like, I love being alone. Like, I'll hang out with my girlfriends every single day, all fucking day long for the rest of my life until I find that. But I can interpret from experience when I was, didn't think this way. Mm-hmm. Well, well, hold on, this is, like, I've been single for a year, like, this is the only guy that actually is going to hang out with me, and, like, he knows what I do, and he accepts me, so I'm going to settle and stay. Right. And it could be an abusive relationship. Right. You know, but it's just the need of them thinking they're being loved, not realizing that abuse is not love. Yeah. Being lonely and being with somebody because you're lonely is not love. Yeah. You know, self-love is really saying, this is not okay with me. Yeah. I'm not happy in this relationship. And just and learning to say, like, I'm in love with myself. I'm taking myself on a date tonight. I'm going to buy myself some roses. You right, know? right, right. I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to do everything for me that I wish my man did that he doesn't do. So I guess the next question is, and this goes for anybody who's working any kind of job, doing any kind of work that feels threatening to someone they're with, what's your advice to them? Do they quit their job because their partner feels insecure about whatever they're doing or as you're living your life you're you stand strong and this is my profession this is what okay, I do reward that again so I guess like for people I feel like a lot of people who aren't even in the adult industry okay. deal with this like the insecurity oh, of a partner with okay. their whatever they're doing and right, their feeling right. or need of to, to quit or separate from their job but you you stand oh, strong okay. right okay yeah okay um Honestly, at that point, I would ask the question, okay, let me give you a scenario. Okay, so let's say I'm dating somebody mm -hmm. and who he's insecure. So the first question I'm going to ask, like, I'm not a bitch. Like, I'm, I'm very steadfast, that's the word. Mm -hmm. I'm very firm in my belief of I'm, this is exactly how I want to be treated and I'm not going to be treated for less. But it doesn't mean I'm cold-hearted. It doesn't mean I'm not loving or, or romantic. Or understanding. Or, or cuddly. Right. Or like, 
I'm not going to be like your number one, like, you know, mm-hmm. have your back a hundred percent. So my question to myself would be, if I was with somebody who was insecure, right. would be, I would ask myself, A, like, what, a, what is missing that I'm not giving this person? Mm-hmm. That's making them question this. Because mm-hmm. m- me, I feel like my job, and I know some people say, no, yeah, it's self-love. I, I personally, this is my personal belief, is my job is to make sure my partner feels Love, protected, and safe. Mm. So if any of those are being questioned, my first question isn't going to be like, oh, shut the fuck up. Deal with it. This is the way I am. Right, right, right. No, it's not. It's a relationship. It takes two people. So I'm going to ask, what are you insecure about? Mm -hmm. Like, what incident happened? How can I make you feel secure in this situation? Right. Why? Because I personally want anyone I'm with to always feel safe and protected with me mm-hmm. at all times. Yeah. You know, so like my ego isn't, never gets in the way of that. Right. You know, my ego will get in the way if they're treating me like shit. Right. So if I have an issue with them and they're not willing to address it with me, then I'm like, I'm out the door. So right, right, right. that's where yeah. my ego comes right, in. Right, right. <clears throat> so that would be the first question. Now, second, from there, if I've done everything possibly possible... To make them feel safe, make them feel safe, heard, understood. Correct. Right. Then my question to them would be, okay, where is this stemming from in your life? Like, mm-hmm. who before me triggered? Because right. there's going to be triggers. Right. Absolutely. So somebody from their past probably did something that I did that made them think, oh my god, last time that happened is because this I was happened. being cheated on. Right, and right. they might retreat, they might react, they might yell, they might get insecure. It's going to cause right. an argument. So first I'm going to ask, okay, is it my fault? You know, and I must say it's never my fault, but I just want to feel like, okay, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm at an event and, you know, I'm talking to some guy way too long. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe we get home and he's like, I have a problem. Yeah. And I'm like, well, what is it? And I'll be like, okay. If that makes you uncomfortable, you know, and it wasn't a work-related thing where it was like my manager or PR agent talking to me, you know right, what I mean? Right, 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 like right. C- certain things, like certain work events, I'd kind of be like, okay, babe, you could have came at any time, stood right next to us and listened. Yeah. But everything's about communication. Communication. Um, so definitely, I was, so one would be um, me first, am I making them feel protected, safe? And if I'm not, what's, like, what am I not doing? Mm-hmm. What are they complaining about? Because there, there will be something that they're insecure, that they will say, this made me uncomfortable. And honestly, like, I would never do that again then. Right. And then second would be, okay, now if we've already covered the, I haven't done nothing wrong, but you maybe something triggered you to feel insecure, mm-hmm. then I would be like, okay, when was the last time you felt like that? Right. And you might say, damn, man, that's just been a little minute. And I'd be like, okay, well, like, how long ago? I don't know, they said that a couple years ago, and I'm like, okay, like, who, who were you with when this was triggered? Right, so you like to process down to the root and get to the root yeah. of everything. and then they yeah. might say, like, fuck, you know what, one time that happened with my ex-girlfriend, that's actually yeah. where we broke up, and I'd be yeah. like, oh, okay, you know, and then from there we could work on it. So if I know yeah. that's a sensitive fucking subject for my person, and I love you, I'm going to be extra sensitive Sense thinking... Okay, next time I might not talk to a guy for too long. Right. Whether or, or be like, hey, come over here or include them. Yeah. Right. This is, this is exactly what I do in my work too is getting to the root of everything because a lot of times what triggers us, they're from the past, you know? Oh my God. It's like I know. probably 99.9% of the time, if you're feeling triggered, <laughs> it's not a new experience or from a new thought or feeling, you know? It's a reminder because when we're in an entirely new, fresh experience, mm-hmm. we're not feeling anything, really. We're just there. We're yeah. having a present Existing. moment. Right. Yeah. And, and I say that a lot because I know, you know, I've shared, you know, I had, I came from abusive, like, person I was married to. It was a very abusive relationship. And to this day, like, thank God, like, I haven't dated anyone like him again. But we're yeah. friends today. Like, nothing bad to say about him is... There's certain things to this day, mm-hmm. and I'll tell you guys real quick. We don't know it. It's re- it's fucking ridiculous. It's the most ridiculous, childish thing, and I do it every time. Is my 
ex-husband, right, every single time he cheated, and that was a lot, <laughs> the, it was always when he didn't answer his cell phone. Oh. And I didn't get a text back. Mm-hmm. And mind you, he was a type of person. So that's a trigger for you. So, okay. <laughs> this, this, this has just come up or recently, I want to say in the last couple years, because, you know, I do do inner work because I want to be healthy. Like, I want to love right. And and it was really like, where's this coming from? Like, what's the big deal if he didn't call me back till the morning? Like, you know what I mean? Like, and when we really get into it is like, okay, my ex-husband literally calls and talks 24 hours a day, like blows like a hundred texts all day long. Yeah. If he's not on the phone with you. Yeah. So all of a sudden if he disappeared all night, you know, it was because something shady was every happening. single time. And that was like so a 12 year relationship. Created a neuro pathway in your, your emotions and feelings and in your brain that if someone's not responding to you, something wrong, bad is happening. <sighs> neuro pathway. Say that again. A neuro pathway. Oh, explain what that is. Um, it's kind of like, like, for example, like, like, let's just go to, I'm going to create a metaphor around like in your backyard and you run the water. If you keep running the water specifically in one spot, then it starts to create like a little dam and the water will continue to flow in that dam, growing, growing, creating a a pathway for the water to go this way. So if you keep like repetitively creating that, then the water, anytime the water comes, it's going to go down this little line. But if you kind of level out the ground or change where the water is coming out of, then you create new pathways. So it's kind of like these, or just like, you know, if you go for a hike, you're hiking on a trail because many people have walked that trail. So it becomes this like automatic like go-to way of thinking or walking or moving through something. I learned a new word today, you guys, neural pathway. (coughs) (coughs) Well, you know, (laughs) as as like a friend that's been here and watching you and your dating life and everything, it's been so beautiful to witness. I mean, of course, like, I think in the beginning of your career, there was some difficulty with your partners and in your relationship around your work. But for the most part, I have noticed that you would only really attract people that respected it and accepted it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's probably because of your way of thinking and your way of, like, zero tolerance for anyone that doesn't accept you. Yeah. Yeah, that really is. So I want to go back to the pathway thing, the neural pathway. I love that word, neural pathway. Okay, I, I, I love learning new words. I mm-hmm. really do. And so triggers. So, what? Uh, you know what? I'm going to public say say sorry to every single guy that's on my block list right now. <laughs> and it's probably over a good 150. <laughs> and the first trigger that I will automatically just block you is you not responding to my message. Wow. That's a deep wound. I won't even bother to find out why you didn't. <gasps> I will just block and go on. Wow. Like there's no like my car broke down or there was an emergency. You're not no. even there to hear it. Like they literally need to show Zero up. Zero tolerance. They need, no, it, it's, it's very extreme. So it literally like need to show up at my house and be like, Deanne, please sit down. Can I tell you what happened? Da, 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 da. And like literally there, there's probably been a few moments that they were correct <laughs> and, and authentically had a good reason. Yeah. And right. that's when I started doing the work of realizing like, why did I flip out over something so minor? Right. And then that's when I was like, holy shit. Like when you don't answer me, I automatically go back to the past, to the past. Yeah. And I think, okay, they're cheating. They're out doing something. Blah, 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 blah. And I don't even want to deal with it. Yeah. I really don't. Yeah. I don't want to hear nothing. I'm not thinking too. Like, oh, it's going to be an excuse. Blah, blah. So. So you better answer. But you know Hi what, everybody though? in my block list. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, this is something to look at, you know? Yeah. It's like in every relationship there, we all have our triggers. We all have things like, hey, mm-hmm. I have abandonment issues. So if we're fighting, please don't leave. You know, there's just all these things. Oh my God, complete opposite of me. (laughs) Wait, wait. And you know what's interesting? Maybe because I am an abandoner, 
I attract partners who don't want to be abandoned. Yeah. Oof. And I'm the first one to be like, I'm out. Bye. Oh my God. That's very hard. Yes. Oh, that's, oh, see? Yeah. This is, we're learning here. Yeah. I do like. And that's how it goes though. We always attract the person that we're going to trigger their wounds and they're going to trigger yours. But the reason is because the, the point is, is that we're supposed to learn and grow. Okay, that's a second sorry to everyone on my block list if I caused your abandonment issues to be even deeper. Oh my God. But, but I, this, is, this is, I love it so yin and yang mm-hmm. because you, you are like, okay, don't leave. Let's talk this out. Like, da, da, da. And I'm just like, I don't even want to talk about it. I'm out the door. Yeah. And, there, and what I do find is the longest people I've ever dated, which I can honestly say in 10 years of me being single, I've never, other than a few people, ever dated anyone longer than 30 days. Wow. Like my tolerance literally is, oh, been six hours, I've heard from you, blocked. Right. Or you just have been upset me, block, 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 block. Yeah. You know, and it's not the block that, it's because I want you to come, you know, stop no, me. No, you mean it. I'm seriously like, don't even show up to my door, da, 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 And I think there's a light and dark to this. Like, I admire you so much because you're zero tolerance. And so it makes me in my, you know, previous to my partner now, and when I was dealing with bullshit, I was just like. <sighs> you know what? We get a shot. I have a, lot to, I have a lot to learn from you, <laughs> D, because like, don't put up with it. Mm-hmm. But there is a notion and a point of like compassion and understanding, and we all are here to make mistakes. That's why she's here. Yeah, and so it's so interesting as the people here listening <sighs> that you're like this goddess and this sexy like existence. Diane Kiara is actually a very deeply romantic, loving person. She's not a cheater. No. You know? Never. She- <laughs> Never. Okay, you know what? Me neither. You and I Let, both. Let's put this public. Yes. I want any one of my exes, any one of my exes, <laughs> fucking, how much do I have saved? I don't know. 80,000K challenge to even claim that I ever cheated on them. Never. I never have. Mm-hmm. And this is what I also say too, though. So... If I call and I break up with you, <laughs> and two minutes later I'm with somebody else, that's not cheating. Right, right, right. Because I literally you make told it you right. at that moment. You're a woman of your word. Exactly. Yes, I'm not a liar. I'm the same way with you. I have never experienced knowing what it feels like to be a cheater. The thought of it gives me anxiety. I wouldn't be able to do it. But I'm a horrible liar. <laughs> I'm so bad at lying. Me too. Holy fuck. <laughs> like, he, oh, let's let's pretend I was cheating. And I came home and I'm like, Dean, where have you been? And he was just like, so what's for dinner? I'd be like, um, so, um, (laughs) what type of band camp? Like, that's how like awkward I get. Like, I just can't lie. Yeah. And my daughter, Jasmine, she was here. She will (laughs) fucking tell you with on a doubt, my mom can't lie for shit. And with her, I kind of think I'm getting good at it. (laughs) You know, like, I think, I thought I mastered it, but even she's like, mom, you're lying. It's because, it's, because I'm not quick-witted, and I'm not, like, witty. Yeah. And I haven't even thought I was going to get caught. You know what I mean? So, like, literally, I'm like, because I'm trying to think of something to say, and yeah. my face is just like. I'm the same way. I can relate to that. And, you but know, you know what that is? people are shocked to hear that, though. That's because we don't lie. Yeah. People that lie easily They've said those excuses so many times. It comes so quick. Yeah. It just flows out of their mouth. Yeah. And when you don't lie all the time and you have to make one up, you're just like, holy fuck, what's a good excuse? How do I say this? How do I not say this? Yeah. Isn't that amazing, though? Like, everyone (laughs) who's watching and all your fans are like, wait, she's never cheated on somebody before? Like, because a lot of people have. It's like, it's so normal. And interesting, because talking about Deanne is... Of course, the stigma, the stigma of, oh my gosh, she's a porn star. You know, she does this, she does that. And the irony is, because I get on set and I, you know, I do a job, right? And I go home, doesn't define who I, who my integrity. Mm -hmm. Because to this day, I've, you know, 
there was a time period where, you know, when I'm early 20s, where, you know, I'd flirt with other guys that had girlfriends, and, you know, like, I'd go see them. Like, I was a side girl, and, and I did it for a long time. Mm-hmm. And as I got older, I said, why should I have to always be the side girl? Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. why? I think that's kind of where my thing came from. Like, no. Yeah. I don't ever want to be a side girl again. Yeah. And no, you know what? And then my karma came back. <laughs> yeah. When your person had a side girl. When I fell in love with somebody, and it just happened that the person they cheated on me with was a person that happened that I had cheated on somebody with that they knew, and I just felt like, fuck, karma came full around. Oh, when and you were the other woman yes. to them. Gotcha. So when yeah. I fell in love, that person kind of got involved in our relationship. And to me, I honestly just took it as, fuck, that's my fucking karma. Right. I'm going to take it up the ass. I'm yeah. fine with it. And ever since then, I decided, even to this day, I've never been a side girl, nor do I play to your girl. To your knowledge. And then when you, if you ever find out, you're out. Oh, correct. Yeah. Right, right, oh, right. That'll happen. Oh. Right, right. Sometimes you don't know. I've had so many men. You know what? It's crazy because they have this thing of, okay, well, if he posts his girlfriend, you know, he's doing too much. If he doesn't post you, it's because he's shady. Right. So it's like, it, I, it's, so, Oof, it's, it's so, so hard. It's so crazy to decipher. But all I do know is the guys that hadn't posted their girlfriend, I had no fucking idea they had a girlfriend. Right. So public announcement. If D if <laughs> has ever been with your man, it's because she had no idea you existed. And I can guarantee you, right? <laughs> if I found out, the minute I found out, or find out... <laughs> He's on the block list. Cut. And you know what? Those are the ones I don't say sorry to. <laughs> my sorry doesn't apply to those ones on my yeah. block list. But it, ha- it has happened. It has yeah. happened where I've honestly dated somebody. I mean, dated somebody to the point where maybe he spent on my house two or three nights a week. Yeah. And I never once, like, not even saw a message from another girl. You know, we go through yeah, all the messages. Yeah, yeah. Nothing for me to even know there was another girl. Yeah. You know, to later on finding out and being like, yeah. I actually felt bad for her. Yeah, like, you are a girl's like, girl. Let like, me tell you. Like he's never posted you. Yeah. He don't allow you to leave comments. You guys aren't following each other, but you guys How live, are you supposed you to know? Live because together and have you kids. do your due diligence, don't you? Oh, come on. Whenever I'm a girl. somebody we're if, psycho. The, if we're you're dating someone, we're all like, Okay, who's this person? What's going on? That meme when like all your girlfriends sit at desk. We're all like on the internet, That's like we happening. are investigating this new guy you're dating. <laughs> what can we find out and what's he doing? That's literally what we do. Yeah. And some people slip through the cracks, you know? No, some, yeah. So yeah. I'm, I literally, and I just feel bad for her. Like I obviously, not the first, nor am I the last. It just makes me sad that a girl thinks that she deserves that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's go into kind of like, because I know you have thoughts about people who cheat. So it's like, do you feel like once they do it, it's done, always a cheater, once a cheater, something like that in your experience? I have a very strong belief. I know. <laughs> I, I, I have a very strong belief. I honestly believe once a cheater is always a cheater. But I also believe that there is a percentage of people that maybe... At the time, maybe you didn't realize how much you were crazy in love with somebody until you lost them. Right. So sometimes that, like, hits a wall and it's like an epiphany. Yeah. And so, you know, I've told my daughter that, you know, and I tell all my girlfriends, I believe, personal opinion, Mm -hmm. is everyone deserves one chance. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, I just, I honestly feel like I've, I've been in situations where we weren't committed, but... There's situations where, you know, maybe I was seeing, you know, multiple people, you know, and maybe somebody got their feelings hurt and backed off for me and blocked me. And I was like, shit, if I had to choose between you and everybody else, like I would have picked you, picked you like in 2.5 seconds. Mm-hmm. And then it made me just really realize, you know, going a week or two, not talking to this person, a month or two or three, I'm like, holy fuck, like. This person has the characteristics that I want in somebody, you know. Mm-hmm. And might and might have. We're just talking about dating. We're not even talking yeah. relationships. Yeah. But I could just only imagine, like, in a relationship. Sometimes I feel like I just personally believe everyone gets one chance. Mm-hmm. You get one chance to say, you know what, you are the one I want to be with. Mm-hmm. You know, I made a mistake. You have a one tolerance rule, right? Mm-hmm. And then after that, there's going to be. But I feel like that one tolerance rule. 
now you're literally put like in the doghouse. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. now I'm going to be psycho. I'm going to yeah. be insecure. I'm going to want your passwords now. Now I'm actually going to have to go through your phone. Right, right, right. Which at that point, it's just like, so Like, do you want to do that and live with that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, I feel like, I, yeah, I think that trust is kind of like like your credit score, you know? You got to build it up. Yeah. You make some mistakes and guess what? It goes down, you yes. know? Yes. But yeah, it's so interesting to talk about relationships with you because I feel like People who work in the industry, mm-hmm. people who like, you know, in who deal in, in this world, this secretive world that people don't really put out, and I think that's like the inside world. Like, I think you have the inside knowledge on what's going on right. at all times, you know. And you know what else I like to do? Because we're talking about certain um, making them feel secure. Me being in the public eye, like if I'm in a public event, like a like an event, a celebrity event, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm getting all the attention. No matter who I'm with, like they're I'm, they're on. I'm making sure I'm on his arm the whole time. Mm-hmm. I'm making sure I'm introducing him to every single person that's in the room that comes to talk to that's me. That's beautiful. Like everything I can to make him feel a part of, to feel safe, yeah. to feel secure, and. I don't know, like, like, I feel like, just personally, like, I like to date very masculine men, you know, so I yeah. kind of feel like, if I'm feminine, like, you know, what I do, I also do, too, is I, if I'm at the mall, and somebody's like, hey, Kira, it's a guy, can I get a photo with you, and I'm obviously holding hands with my date. Right, what do you do? I'll honestly look at him, and I'll be like, is it okay, am I, is it okay if I take a photo? Right, right. And I've right. literally been with someone that dated somebody that was like, no. And I've been, I'm sorry, not today, like, you know, another time. We're having a moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's it. And it, doesn't, it truly doesn't bother me. I don't see these as controlling me. Mm-hmm. I just kind of feel like it's an awkward fucking situation. If, right. If I know the guy I'm with is a jealous person. Right. I already know, okay, somebody came over to me. And sometimes they'll even ask him, don't even come to me. They'll be like, hi, nice to meet you. I'm so-and-so. You know, I'm a big fan of Kiara Mia. Do you mind if I take a photo? Sometimes he says yes, you know. Mm-hmm. And most likely he says yes. But if they come to me. And then I go to ask him, he might be like, no, da 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 da, which it honestly really doesn't bother me. Exactly. Yeah. Because it doesn't bother me. Okay, so as your best friend and as a way of even using this vehicle Uh-oh. as like a <laughs> transmission to permeate through the universe, like what, who and what, what would be your ideal partnership, your ideal lover? Uh... Okay, you have one minute. <laughs> Wait for the eight minute mark? Okay. 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 So, okay. So I'm barely, barely. Wait. Oh, so okay. single. Yes, I'm single. High standards. No for ring a good reason. On this finger. Mm-hmm. Is I feel like obviously like after my marriage, I had a lot of healing to do, and being so young, I, I kept trying to jump from guy to guy to guy to guy. And it almost made me feel even more empty and angry inside because it wasn't the person, you know, who I was loved by. And then, you know, obviously got into my next relationship. And we were together for five years. It was crazy madly in love. And after that, literally, our breakup, I waited a whole entire year to even date or talk to anybody because I was truly wanted to heal. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I was still fucking heartbroken. Yeah. Like, I was so sad. Like, why would I even try to use some another human being right. to satisfy my selfish needs for that moment? Yeah. And then literally a month or two late, well, 30, remember, we're talking about 30, 30, my 30-day 30 mark. Yeah. And then my 30-day mark would come and I'd be like, um, yeah, you know what, can we just be friends? You know, because the high is gone. Right. That quick fix is gone. So, you know, obviously, you know, I was seeing somebody, and I felt like, you know, going into year two, I, it really needed, like, a year to just get back again, back to being powerful, back to being me, back, back to, obviously, I had so much work to do. Like, I wanted to create all my dreams and everything to come true mm-hmm. that I hadn't opened up my heart. I didn't even want to yet. And this is my first couple months where I'm actually, like, I'm 
open. Open, open. So the openness is just like a... Like just ready. Like a, like, like a psychic like, openness. Just being open, just the thought of being open makes you open, right? Yeah. You know, and, and, and obviously too, I mean, the last two years I've been, you know, creating like five different businesses. So yeah. honestly, dating was the last on my list. And, but I've honestly, like, I couldn't even hear love songs Mm-hmm. without For wanting to like throw like yeah. throw up like yeah. ugh, like sickening me and I can say like for sure the last two weeks I've been playing love songs going to bed okay so that's a that's a huge move yes. you know because I know that once you're able to listen to love songs again it means that you're like in a yeah. good space like right? nothing bothers me anymore yeah like I'm good I'm feeling good and I've been listening to love songs and actually like the words and just like imagining like my lover dedicating the songs to me yeah. and how it feels like she dedicated a love song. Like, like I think that's what it came up recently, a moment where like, I think there was like a week where I heard like five or six songs from somebody that dedicated to me. And I was like, why? <laughs> I haven't heard yeah. these songs in a year. Why the fuck did they all come in one week? And then I got to turn that into, instead of them being sad songs, loving songs. Like, yeah. Like, someone actually felt these feelings for me, mm-hmm. that they dedicated this song to me because these words resonated in so their you're, soul. So, words of affirmation, kind of, and acts of service, if we're going to go acts to love language. Acts of service is number one, physical. Yeah. But uh, affirmations definitely comes into play when it comes to the songs. The things you're seeking. Because before I didn't want to hear it. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, I'm just, I yeah. don't want to hear it. But I decided to change that story of like, oh, yeah, I hate this person or I hate this event that happened. As opposed, and I just looked at it as someone loved me and cared for me enough that they resonated with these words and sent them to me. Mm-hmm. So I take it as the being in love part instead of anything else. Oh my God! You know what I want for you is what? a Debbie, musician Debbie, Debbie, who will Debbie. write songs about you instead of dedicating them. <gasps> <laughs> a creative just like you you know fuck the dedication writing songs about you you know but you know what's so interesting wow oh my gosh are yeah. you kidding me like wow you know what's so interesting is that like I do feel like you really are a love and sex expert because like in your line of work you see the underground mm-hmm. right you are hanging around with rubbing elbows with the most like important and famous mm. people in the world. Mm-hmm. Might not be out there in the news. Sometimes right. it is, <laughs> but it's out there. You know what I mean? Like you're, it's like this secret world, mm-hmm. underworld, and you're always knowing like these people that are booking, hiring, inviting you. They're all going through some kind of experience of lack or this, this, and that. Right. You are, like, this is, like, so important to understand is that people in your line of work or in the industry, like, even even the strippers, like, they're, they're privy to what's happening, how relationships work, right. the psychology that's happening here. Right. Like, most times, what, it's people that are lonely, that aren't receiving affection. Like, yeah. what's, what's your observation, like, kind of, like, in a nutshell? About? Like, in your line of work and the people that come to you, are the most of them are in relationships? Are most of them married? Oh, oh okay. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that side of work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So I do private counselings. <laughs> and honestly, and, I, and I'm probably going to get so much controversy, is men are just sexual beings. Really? You know the most. It's, you know better than anyone else. Simple. Yeah. Men just want... Do you think they're there just for sex? Are they there for emotional experience sometimes more than anything? Or validation, power? Mm-hmm. What is it? What is it? I'm going to say 80% of men that I know that I entertain mm-hmm. are merely there for... A three-minute gratification. Wow. So just instant three-minute gratification. Like, that's it. Do you don't think nothing it's deeper more, than that? Nothing less. Now, there is a percentage that literally, like, are open to dating me. To, you know, they've fallen in love with me. Like, 
you know, they travel, take me around the world with them because just my presence is the way I'm loving, the way I'm caring, the way I'm passionate is something that they are lacking and it's in healing their for own them, right? relationship. So, yeah. oh, actually, you know what? I'm going to say the number one complaint I get for men, not yeah. that we're on this. Say it. Ladies, number one complaint I get for men is that... Inside knowledge right here. Come on. Let's Is that them. you do not give them enough sex. That's it. Like I get that. Oh, that's the number one thing. Loving attention. That I'll be like, honestly, I'm like, I always ask questions like, "Hi, what do you do for a living? Like, you know, where are you from? Like, why, why do you hang out with me? Like, like, why are you here? Yeah, I, that, like right. basically, that's always kind of like, question. why are you here? Yeah, and they always say, oh, you know, you know, you've been married for X and X years, and you know, we don't have sex anymore. You know, so. You know, I just had to stop by. You this know, is da, fucking da, da, da. golden information. Can I just so that's say the that? num- that's the number one reason I hear. Yeah, is because their girl does not want to do it anymore. Has stopped trying. Has stopped being like there for it. And and yeah. and for men, their number one way to connect is sex, physical acts. Literally, for a man to connect, it's sexual. For it's women one of the connect, languages, yeah. You know, there's also a book, um, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. Mm-hmm. God, I wish we had the plug-in. Like, Amazon should pay me we'll, we'll a percentage of this. We will. We'll get it. Back. And uh, I think it's Dr. John Gray. So you really vibe with this book. Yes. Yeah, so there, I've actually been to seminars. Okay. And in it, he's he's fucking hilarious. Cute little white man. Like, just fucking hilarious. It's like a freak. Yeah, and it's so crazy because he's so res- he's so like world renowned and respected. But when you get him on the stage, he's a little freak. Yeah, and he's he's an older white man. He's a fucking adorable. So you agree with this book? He yeah, and yeah. he even says, "Ladies, let me explain something." And there's a couple. Usually there's like a couple of retreats, and he's like, "If you're you want your man to throw that trash out, if you want him to paint that back house, give him a blowjob." <laughs> Like, and I guarantee you, he'll throw that trash out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he says, likewise. He goes, and likewise. Men. And likewise. I was just about to like, say, it's said, not a gender-specific yes. thing. And he said, likewise, men. Yeah. If you're trying to get some, why don't you send her to a massage spa for the day, send her a gift certificate to get some lingerie, hire a babysitter for the kids, and take make your time. Her, and make her feel loved because for women he he explains it it's emotional it's physical emotional trade places whatever but it's just about that attention Mm -hmm. right and so when that attention's not there people are gonna seek it out so which which to wrap it all wrap this all up yeah back to back to wrap it all up is why deanne can separate kiarmia yeah because, I mean, maybe it was a man in my past life. <laughs> but I honestly know for men, sex is just sex. Mm-hmm. Love is love. So I know, like, my work is my work. You know, and then coming home to the person I'm with, it's, you know, it's, it's the emotions. It's, mm-hmm. oh, trust me, I can guarantee you it's not one ex-boyfriend, lover, yeah. anybody that can honestly ever say I was probably not the best in bed. Just because there was such a connection spiritually and right. emotionally. And because you know with like all the information you're getting, in, like I can't think of a more intriguing profession and career than to understand the psychology of love and sex. Mm-hmm. It's really amazing. It really I think is. there's so much credit here that's due to you. Thank you. Then that's given. Definitely. <laughs> okay. So I would, I just thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. And it's an honor for you to be here. And you guys know I'm very spiritual. There, I honest, I had another guest. She was unable to make it because she was sick. And my best friend was coming tonight. She's part of the team. And... Tonight's message was what was supposed to be said. Yeah, I agree. So tonight was perfectly orchestrated, exactly the way it was. 
So thank you for being such a part of my life and such a blessing. Um, can we plug in your website? Okay, it's Keiko Tamaki, K-A-Y-K-O-T-A-M-A-K-I.com. Find me on Instagram also. And I mean, I'm always hanging out with Deanne, Kiara Mia. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, so definitely you can go on my page. She'll be on my page. All her info. Love you guys. See you next week. Be vulnerable. <laughs> Oh my 